Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to take a look at the key stats from the Jets' loss to the Miami Dolphins this past Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami with the resident stat geek and co-founder of JetsXFactor.com, Mr. Michael Nania. Michael, what's going on, buddy? I'm hanging in there with everyone else, just kind of watching this, kind of grinding through this like everyone else right now. Michael, things are bad right now, no question, but not all bad. There have been some positives here, including in the secondary. I didn't love the way Marcus May had been used. They put him at strong safety to replace Jamal Adams, and that's one of those, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of things. Marcus May was pretty good as a free safety, and so moving him to a different role didn't make any sense, especially since Bradley McDougald had been a decent strong safety in Seattle. So he was moved back to free safety in this past game and did pretty well. And Brian Poole got off to a slow start in the slot, but the last couple of games he's been back to what he was last year, a really good player in the slot at cornerback. So those are two positives in the secondary, a unit that had been pretty bad for most of the year. Yeah, the, the Marcus May experiment was, it was an interesting one, because like you said, free safety, that's where he was comfortable, played really well behind Jamal Adams last year, 2018, I think, the few games he played, he was really good, so it was interesting that Greg decided to go with, because McDougal played 
pretty well near the box for the Seahawks. Not a great run defender or blitzer, but in slot coverage, press man, he could do that. And then you could still have May play in the role he was comfortable, but Greg went the opposite, put McDougal sort of outside of his comfort zone uh, deep down the field, although he did play it in Seattle quite a bit and do a decent job with it. But for May in the box, that wasn't necessarily the best place to play him. It started off well in Buffalo, in which he had a really productive game to open the season. But the next few games was beaten in coverage quite a bit, missed a lot of tackles. So putting him back at free safety made a lot of sense, especially if you're looking to increase his trade value. Not, I don't think Greg Williams is concerned about that, but for the Jets, it is something. And even if you don't trade him, if you know at free safety, he's showing you how valuable he can be in that role. He's easily one of the best players on this team as long as he's at that position. But played well in this game, only one catch allowed for seven yards, and he had that ridiculous butt interception. So it was a very productive game for – not necessarily productive, but a solid game for him at free safety, doing what he does, playing his role, being where he needs to be to prevent big completions down the field. So free safety, Marcus May was back there. Um, over the first five games of the season, he was in the box – 55% of his snaps, and deep safety only 21%. He even played a cornerback about 25% of his snaps. So he was playing all over the place to start the season. Week six against the Dolphins, it was back to the usual for him. 82% at deep safety, only 18% in the box or at cornerback. So back to his usual role, and he played pretty well there. And then, like you said, Brian Poole had a sort of rough start to the season. wasn't necessarily giving up big plays, but he was giving up quite a few short first downs. He gave up three first downs per game over the first three weeks, which is pretty bad, especially compared to last year when he gave up, I believe, 0.7 first downs per game. Um, so, But the last three weeks, he's been much, much better. Only two first downs allowed over the last three games, six yards per target. This game against the Dolphins, only two catches, 20 yards, one first down, had an interception, a pass breakup. So he's playing really well the last three games. So those two guys in the secondary are definitely the lone positive in the back end of this defense. Beyond the secondary, the front seven had some positives too. John Franklin Myers continues to dominate in somewhat limited action. He isn't getting as many snaps as you would like him to get considering how productive he's been. Bryce Huff, former Cool Your Jets guest with you and Ben Blessington. Again, I've said this before. I think a lot of the positive that's happening for him is because he appeared on the show with you guys. He had a nice yes. day. <laughs> and also, Quinnen Williams, another big one for him, made four stops short of the first down marker on rushing plays. He's becoming an elite run defender. He's still getting to the quarterback at a pretty solid rate. So that's coming as well. Looks like he's on the verge of becoming one of the better defensive linemen in the entire league. So some positives there on the front seven for sure. Yeah, and start with Franklin Myers. He just continues to produce efficiently as a pass rusher. Still not getting big playing time. Like you said, he played 54% of the defensive snaps against Miami. That was his season high. He was usually in the, in the mid-30s or mid-40s the first four games. So not getting a ton of playing time, but he's making the absolute most of it. Three pressures on 19 pass rush snaps against the Dolphins. That's really efficient. The average pressure rate is only about 7% for interior D-line. And to this point of the season, his pressure rate is one of the best in the league at his position, about 18%. 
that's second best among interior defensive linemen. So um, with his 18.6% pressure rate, that trails only Stefan to it of the Steelers, who's at 20.5%. Uh, so he's playing really well. He's been every single game he's played this season, all five of them, his pressure rate has been above that interior D line average of about 7%. So he's been one of the biggest bright spots on the whole team. And then Bryce Huff in this game. What's in- interesting about Huff's performance is that he actually had his snap count cut way down. He only played 14 snaps after playing about 60% in the previous game. Um, but in this one, he did make some plays when he got his opportunities, only six pass rush snaps, but on those, he did have a pretty nice sack. It was a cleanup sack, but he got around the edge, cleaned up Fitzpatrick after some pressure by Franco Myers. And he had a really strong bull rush against Miami's left tackle, Jesse Davis, uh, and that forced an incompletion, nearly an interception by Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, Playing time cut down for Huff, but he made the most of his playing time uh, and, and definitely made a case for Greg Williams to push his playing time right back up in this next game, especially since Jordan Jenkins kind of took some of those snaps, got his playing time increased, and didn't do much of anything with them. Only one pressure, so I would expect Huff's snap count to go back up in this next game. And then Quinn and Williams, he has had his three best games this season. I think were better than any of his games last year. You look at the San Francisco game, Denver, and then now Miami. These three are better than his best performance last year, which was probably the Cowboys game. But the flashes he's shown this season have been brighter than his flashes last season, and they've been a lot more frequent. So he's definitely showing the potential to be an elite interior lineman if he can string these together more consistently. Because the other three games, he has been relatively quiet. Not bad, but just decent. And then he's been alternating between those and these elite performances. So if he can string them together, he's definitely on the road to stardom. He had four run stops in this game, uh, each for two yards or less, and short of the first down marker. He has 13 tackles, or 17 tackles of that type on the season. That's the most in the league among interior D linemen, and the second most among all players behind only Blake Martinez, Giants linebacker. So against the run, he's been fantastic the pass rushing flashes uh, still needs to get that consistency up to a higher level but improved over last season uh, there have been there have been some strong reps he's had this season that just weren't rewarded because the ball came out quick because jets obviously are struggling in coverage too so the flashes have been there consistent consistencies pass rusher has to improve but run game he's been very very good this season Unfortunately, Michael, it's not all sunshine and rainbows in the Jets' defense, and the fact that they lost 24-0 sort of indicates that. Let's talk about some of the negatives here. Neville Hewitt and Avery Williamson had a really rough day in coverage, and Jordan Jenkins is in the midst of a big slump. Yeah, and like I said earlier, Jenkins, only one pressure in this game, over 13 pass for snaps. Uh, He played the most snaps among Jets' edge rushers in this game, so it's been a cold pretty cold season for Jordan Jenkins as a pass rusher only seven pressures over 87 rushes on the season that's eight percent 63rd out of 89 qualified edge rushers so uh, he's definitely not had a great season and you know we can see we're seeing why he only got a one-year deal and that took him a very long time to get on the free agent market but because of Jenkins struggles I can definitely see Bryce Huff getting his playing time pushed back up in this next game against the Bills. And that is something that Greg Williams has done this season. He's been quick to 
move to move snaps around based on performance. Henry Anderson, he's seen his snaps go down as he has been very unproductive. Nathan Shepard is quickly pulled after he wasn't playing well. Alec Ogletree, Pierre Desir. So Greg has not hesitated to give players more playing time who deserve it. He did it with Huff after just seven snaps in his first game and to bench players who have been playing well. So I could, based on Jenkins and Huff in this game against Miami, I could definitely see Huff getting back up to a, a high snap count against the Bills. And then to talk about the linebackers, it's been an issue for them this whole season. Avery Williamson doesn't appear to be the same player post-ACL injury. And the Jets restructured his contract to a lower number to keep him around, or they probably would have cut him. They didn't start him to begin the season over Cashman or Hewitt. And even, well, I believe he was out for the first game, yeah. But even when Williamson came back, they at first started Alec Ogletree over him. So we're seeing now why they restructured the deal, why they were hesitant to put him in the lineup. And in this game against the Dolphins, Williamson and Hewitt combined to allow 10 of 11 passing for 123 yards, six conversions, five of those first downs, and one being a touchdown allowed by Neville Hewitt. So in coverage, very rough game. But against the run, too, they were taking bad angles, making poor decisions, allowing a lot of open running lanes. Um, early in the game, the Jets were shredded on the ground, just allowed a few, a few, a couple of their touchdown drives by Miami early were just eight-yard run after five-yard run after 10-yard run. Uh, and a lot of that was Williamson and Hewitt. So Williamson doesn't look like his old self. And Hewitt is just the same player he's always been, which is a backup caliber linebacker. But that's the talent level the Jets have right now. I, I would think the Jets should get Blake Cashman in there at some point to see what he can do. And he probably, based on what he did last year, isn't much worse than either of these guys. Can't be too much worse. Maybe he can. I don't know. But uh, it would definitely be good to see what Cashman can do. And I think he gives you a burst, a little infusion of athleticism that Williamson and Hewitt definitely do not offer. So these two guys definitely had a rough game against the Dolphins. Last player I want to mention on the defensive side of the ball, Lamar Jackson, the undrafted rookie. I thought he was better than the stat line last week just because there were two really good plays that involved DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray that were almost indefensible. So I thought... If you looked at what DeAndre Hopkins did, it wasn't fair to judge him completely based on that. But this past game against the Miami Dolphins, he wasn't very good in coverage. Yeah, he definitely he only played a little bit in this game, but in that in that short amount of time, he did give up a touchdown to Preston Williams. So it's it's been pretty consistent now the three games he's played that he's been giving up big completions. Did against Denver, huge completion at the end of the game. And look, he's an undrafted rookie. You give him some time, of course, but he's definitely struggling right now. And it is an indication of the talent level they're operating with right now. Uh, it's Part of it is injuries. Part of it is just years of poor drafting. Uh, but right now the Jets don't have a ton of talent. So Lamar Jackson, we don't know what he will turn out to be in the NFL. He has plenty of time to come into his own. But right now, while he's out there, definitely a liability, which, again, isn't entirely his fault. You don't expect him to be... Um, a good player in the NFL right away is an undrafted free agent, no preseason, no rookie minicamp, uh, was thrown in in the middle of the season. So, I mean, you cut them all the slack, but it's more an indication of the Jets right now, how limited their talent is. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet, play like a jet. Michael, let's talk a little offense now, and we'll start with the offensive line. This was a mixed bag game because I thought George Fant bounced back pretty nicely. Greg Van Roten didn't do much in the running game, but he was decent in pass protection for the second straight week. Alex Lewis was up and down. He was neither good nor bad, I would say. But the two culprits here in this game were Chuma Adogo, who was really bad, and Connor McGovern, who was much better last week, but this week reverted back to the poor performances that he had the first few weeks. Yeah, at least in my opinion, I thought this was a step back for McGovern after a really good game last week against the Cardinals. He also made quite a bit of progress against Denver the previous game, but this one was sort of back to some of the issues he had in the beginning of the season, just not making the best decisions in terms of when to provide help to his guards. There were a few instances in which there was a blitzing linebacker and McGovern just sort of ranged over to help out Lewis or Van Roten and, and let that guy come in unblocked. Um, so there were a few plays like that. There were also a couple of stunts that he didn't pick up because he didn't recognize them. So it, it, it is odd to see because he was so good at his recognition and his awareness in Denver. But in this game, a little bit of a step back. Wasn't a terrible performance by any means, I don't think. He had a lot of good reps one-on-one. The Dolphins threw a nose tackle over him for a very large portion of this game. So he had to take on a lot of one-on-ones. And he usually handled those well. So, But... Um, his recognition is definitely something that needs to be cleaned up if he's going to prove that he is still the top 10 center he was for the Broncos last year. And, you know, the Jets, he's going to be starting for them next year, most likely, based on his contract. They can't cut ties with him without eating his entire contract in dead money. So he's probably going to be starting next year. So it's it, definitely something the Jets need to see. Uh, they need him to prove that he can be a good, competent, solid starter for them and not a liability. But not an awful game, but I think he definitely did not build on some of the progress he's making the previous couple games. Chuma Idoga, he strangely puts up good grades of pro football focus. I'm not sure why he really struggled in this game. There was one stretch where he got beat around the edge on four straight plays. Then the Jets started sending tight end help his way after that. And then he was benched for McDermott, which apparently was for a calf injury, so maybe that was affecting him, but was not a good performance from him. He hasn't played well this season. 
Uh, but two guys did play good in this game. Van Rowen, very solid in protection, his second straight game, being credited with no pressures allowed. And then George Fan at left tackle. Had a really rough first start at left tackle in the previous game against the Cardinals, but looked much better in this game. And what's interesting is that the Dolphins, or the matchups that Fan was facing, usually Shaq Lawson, they were throwing power moves at him. That's usually what Fant struggles with. He does much better with athletic speed rushers. But in this game, he's going up against Shaq Lawson, who plays with his hands in the dirt, um, through a lot of bull rushes, long arms, and Hant was, Fant was handling them very well in this game. And he was doing it at left tackle. So very impressive bounce-back performance from Fant. Uh, none of these guys did much of anything in the run game. It was not terrible performance on the ground, but in terms of special difference-making blocks, very few of those, but there also weren't any big mistakes or very few big mistakes as well. So pretty decent run blocking performance all around. But those are pretty much the highlights from the O-line. Lewis, like you said, just pretty decent. Really nothing notable, good or bad in either phase. But in terms of the highlights, that pretty much sums it up. Not a great day for the Jets' offensive weapons. Vincent Smith came back from injury and had a terrible game, particularly on special teams. Not a good day for Christopher Herndon, mostly because they didn't even really use him much. I guess the fact that he was dropping so many passes meant that Gase and Flacco had no trust in him anymore. Jeff Smith had had a good game a couple of weeks ago, got everybody excited. Not so good in this game. LaMichael P. Ryan in his first game with significant touches didn't do very well. I know that he was good in pass protection, but beyond that, he just had a really rough day carrying the ball. And Flacco himself, my goodness, this was about as bad a performance as you could get. So, Offensively, the skill positions did not do very well on Sunday, and special teams-wise, Vincent Smith, who people were hoping would contribute at wide receiver, didn't contribute at wide receiver and contributed negatively in the special teams game. Yeah, first to talk about Vincent Smith, it's not often that a player stands out for being a negative on special teams if they're not a kicker or a punter, but Vincent Smith in this game, or a returner muffing the ball, but Vincent Smith found a way to do that first there was a Braden man punt that dropped to the five yard line smith couldn't down it let it go in for a touchback um he as the kick returner um he muffed a catch in barely inside the end zone it rolled out he had to return it only got to the nine yard line um and he also had a holding penalty on the punt return unit that pushed the jets inside of their own 10 so a lot of mistakes for him um to talk about flacco Last week, he did, in his game against the Cardinals, he put up bad stats also in the box score, but he was much better than that stat line kind of suggested. He wasn't good by any means, but he was okay. He did about as much as you would expect him to. Didn't do anything special, but really no big mistakes. So that stat line sort of underrated him in a way because they suggested he was bad, but he was actually just mediocre, decent. But in this game, 21-44, 186 yards, 4.2 yards per attempt. Those stats did accurately sum up the way he played. His QBR, second worst of the week. Overall PFF grade, second worst of the week. His adjusted completion percentage was fourth worst, I believe. So uh, he was definitely bad in this game. His accuracy was awful. And even the field reading wasn't good this game. There were some open reads that he was not seeing. So this was an awful, awful performance. Um, He wasn't bad in the first game. So again, I think first game if Flacco can give you that that's what you want have your backup quarterback Um, there were a lot of drops in that game he could have had even better stats but in this game 
definitely very, very bad performance. So uh, if, he, if he continues to play like this, the Jets might get shut out a couple more times or at least have a few touchdownless games. But if he plays like the Cardinals game, he might give them a better chance of, I don't know, maybe losing by one score here or there sometimes. But um, then the skill positions, Jeff Smith, like you said, great debut, was really promising. Last two games now, really unproductive. Only one catch on four targets in this game. Had a really bad play in which he let his defender undercut the route for an interception. Wasn't a good throw, but should have battled for it more. Prevented the pick, but Rashad Perriman, only one catch for two yards before garbage time. Chris Herndon was not separating in this game. Wasn't targeted, so it's a really, really rough time at the skill positions. Michael, I suppose one might say that things are not going very well for the Jets so far this year. There were a lot more duds than studs, unfortunately, in your report when you broke down all the numbers at JetsXFactor.com. And I'm sure, Michael, that when you get around to grading Joe Flacco later this week, that grade is going to be very, very low. In fact, I'd be willing to bet a ton of money on it if I was allowed to at my bookie. Right now, over at my bookie, you've got the NFL, college football, and the World Series to bet on. So there's no shortage of games to watch and thousands of lines available on all your favorite sports and events. You can turn your game day experience into a payday with my bookie. Unfortunately, I don't think you're going to be able to make that bet that I suggested about Michael's grade on Joe Flacco, but you can bet on all of that stuff and more. Sign up at MyBookie, and when you do, use the promo code OVERTIME to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to 1000 bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start on your winning season. It's promo code OVERTIME. Head over to MyBookie right now. Claim your bonus when you make your first deposit, and you can win a few bucks on college football, the NFL, or the World Series. Michael Nanny, a co-founder and resident stat geek over at JetsXFactor.com. Thanks so much for coming on, as always, for the Chronicles. Really appreciate it. I know you've got a ton of stuff going on over at JetsXFactor. As I said, I'm sure that Flacco grade is going to go up within the next couple of days, and it's not going to be pretty. What else are you working on over at JetsXFactor right now? Yeah, I should have the Flacco, Flacco grade at some point this weekend. It's going to be an ugly one. I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm interested to see how it compares to some of Darnold's bad games this season or the three he had out of his four uh, because those were pretty bad, but this Flacco one might be worse than those. So interested to see how that stacks up, but going to be doing a lot of film stuff this week, working on Quinn and Williams right now. Uh, Might also be getting to George Fant, Bryce Huff, John Franco Myers. There are a lot of guys to look at on film. Brian Poole also maybe. Uh, So will be a, a few film breakdowns coming out this week as well but plenty of awesome stuff as usual make sure that you follow michael on twitter at michael underscore nania and check out his work at jetsxfactor.com if you haven't given us a five-star review on itunes yet if you could go ahead and do that for us really appreciate it easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts you know where to go that's turn on the jets digital and turn on the jets.com judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.